0: Well, welcome back to The Best Family on the radio in Britain. For today we have to talk about the social psychology of education. So, let's start with this question. With me I have MacArthur, Bill Andry, Mr. Robinson and Mr. Sergi. So, well, let's start with this question. It is true that the behavior of people depends on the relationship with the other people.
1: Uh, well, hello everybody, uh, yes, of course, I think that the, the behavior depends on the relation with others, because if you have no relation, uh, you don't know if your behavior is good or it's bad, uh, and also the interpersonal relationships kind of shapes your behavior, because if, if something is wrong, some, that's something you don't want to do.
2: Uh, well, but I disagree with that idea that you are explaining. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, someone's behavior depends on the way he or she sees him or herself. That's the most important thing on someone's interaction with the other. If you do not like the way you are, your relations with the other doesn't matter. That is the one and only thing that will determine your behavior.
3: Uh, I agree with you, Mr. Robinson. Well, I think none of
4: us is wrong. Both opinions are valid because someone's behavior depends on the relationship
0: with the others and how someone sees himself. Well, thank you Bill and Ray, for making this clear. But now, changing the topic, it is undeniable that one of the main figures of this topic is Oberhero, who once said that social psychology should study the way we all have changed since we were born to the person we are nowadays. But do you all agree with this? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So I would like you to explain us a bit more about this and if you agree or not with Overhero's theory. So please.
1: I agree with Overhero's theory because as a posterior writer called Gilly once said, social psychology studies the way that people change around people.
0: Oh, okay, perfect. So there are internal items as well as external ones, I guess. But what has the most importance at the time of creating impressions?
1: Well, uh, I heard that psychology says that the external factors are little more important than internal. And it's the just because people use more of their efforts in trying to become more good-looking. There are a lot of ways to achieve that goal. And it's with, for example, wearing glasses, letting the bear grow, but in a controlled way, or making up. To sum up, people try to enhance their external image.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But there's a lot of more things in which people use their efforts, right? Yeah, totally. In the improvements of the others. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. People, apart from self-improvement, they also work with the improvements of the others. That's also to create a good impression in the other person, making it it feel comfortable while talking. And the best way of improving others are being kind, showing a lot of interest, adulating, being smiley, and an important one, showing agreement. Did someone remember a situation where you
0: were adulating the other? <laughs> yeah, for sure I remember. For example, in this interview, where I'm just smiling in order to create comfortable climate in this room, um, I also show a fake interest just for you to think I'm kind. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. I'm just joking. I promise. So, you want to say that about up to this point we have seen that attribution is what we think about the cause of the things, why this happ- why things happen. It can be internal, when we blame on ourselves, or external, when we blame the others for something that have happened.
4: Remember, I told you about Hayter before? Well, so now pay attention to the name of Weiner, because he created something
1: very important in this topic, the Attributional Theory of Motivation. Theory of what? It may be a bit confusing for you, all these theory names, but never mind, it's normal. Well, this theory is based on the fact that the students' perception about their experience is good, their match. Influence, motivation, more than objective, really. As we said before, we try to keep a positive self-esteem attributing
3: our success to internal causes, it means to ourselves. And we attribute our failures to external causes, it means that we blame the others.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Thank you. And finally, let's talk about the need for power. Who wants to explain it? I will do it. Okay, let's do this. So, power means that one person
1: has control over the behavior of others. So, the need of power is the interest in controlling the behavior of others. Winter says that the main point of this motive is to search influence, persuasion and control over the others in order to get recognition. Experts agree that one of the main factors in the formation of the need for power is the education given by parents here in childhood. Thank you for your explanations.
0: Now we're going to listen some songs and we will come back after this magical song.
2: So Daniel, I think that it will be nice if I ask you some question to sum up the program and that we will see
0: if you got it clear. Wow, <laughs> so you want to test me in my program? Okay, challenge accepted. Good. The question is, are emotions intelligent? Well, I have to think about it, but I think my answer is no. Emotions are not intelligence by themselves. We, by training our emotional intelligence, become uh, emotionally intelligent. However, if we do not train our emotional capacities or abilities, our rational mind mind would be taking over our emotional mind. And the goal is for both of our minds to be complemented so that we can become emotional intelligence. Whoa, huge, Daniel. We saw you got it clear, and if you got it, the audience mentioned also did. Of course. It was because of your awesome explanation. Thank you so much, guys, for being one more day with us. Wow. And um, is there any other theory? Yep, I have one more to explain. Oh, it was a rhetoric question, <laughs> but okay, if you want, uh, I can es- you can explain it quickly to go to the next issue.
4: Yes, of course. The last one is the uncertainty reduction theory developed in 1975 by Berger and Calabrese. And it uh, basically explains the initial interaction between strangers we are always motivated
0: to reduce uncertainty about the other to predict how they will act. Okay, thanks for being so fast. Explain it. Um, before we go to the next topic, I would like to hear some music, because I don't know you. And why do we help people? And when and how people decide to help others, even if we have to pay the ultimate sacrifice? Well, we can say that it is because the
2: evolutionary theory or the social learning theory. That theory says that we have the innate tendency to help the others. Wow, that is really interesting. Yeah, it is. But there is a problem on that theory, and it is the lack of convincing human evidence and the role of modeling in the social learning theory.
1: Uh, Well, and according to Bandura's social learning theory, the social behavior of people is not innate. It's learned from different models. Observing the outcomes for another person is called laming by vicarious experience, which means, uh, like, acquiring a behavior after observing that another person was rewarded for it.
4: <clears throat> another important point here is empathy. It is an emotional response to someone else's distress. A common experience before acting prosocially is a state of arousal followed by empathy. Some studies have revealed that when we are born, we do it with empathy inside of us.
2: Some babies, two or three days old, can show empathy. The bystander effect is when people are less likely to help in an emergency when they are with, uh, with others than when they are alone. The greater the number of people, the less likely it is that anyone will help.
1: According to the Latin and Derli's cognitive model, if people want to help in an emergency situation, they have to stop what they were doing and start to do something unexpected. People who is alone is more ready to help someone because they believe that they carry the entire responsibility. If they do not help, no one else will. Yeah, that's it.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We are here again ready to purpose the penultimate topic before closing this program. And now... Having back to our experts, we can start with the discussion. Ready guys? Yeah oh. yeah. My first question is so what groups did you for part? Since one. I mean nowadays. Okay, because I don't remember
2: preschool once. <laughs> right. <laughs> I take part in groups as my college mate with now our friends and my group is my my paddle classmates.
1: Me and more people are forming a group against racism. But the most important group for me is that one formed by my neighbors. Those people I used to play with, with while being young.
0: All those groups are so important. And later you are going to tell me why are those groups so important in people's life. But does someone of you could tell me, probably, the most durable, stable and important group of your lives. I think you are referring to each one's family? Exactly. Hello, everyone. We are back again with another podcast. We all know that you love them because you made us know on social media. But now I have to say a bad notice. After two months, plenty of beautiful and funny moments, this is our last podcast.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I know, I know. Sorry. But this will be the last time of us talking to our marvelous audience. But every good thing come to an end. So let's begin. Today's first topic is prejudice. The next type of
1: prejudice is sexism. It is a prejudice against people or discrimination of this depending on the gender.
2: Yeah, almost all the research on sexism focuses on prejudice and discrimination against women. This is because
4: historically women uh, suffered most as victims of sexism from its lowest position of power in relation
3: to men in business, government and employment. Yeah, and nowadays we still have this problem, but we are in a good way to solve it, although there is still much work to do. Uh, Inside the stigmas we can find two factors. Visible stigma, such as race,
4: gender and obesity, which uh, mean that people cannot easily avoid being prejudiced, and causeable stigmas, such as homosexuality, ideologies
3: or religious affiliations, that allow people to avoid experience of prejudice. Uh, And there are also control stigma like obesity, smoking and homosexuality which are, though, to be controllable. And uncontrollable stigma which have little choice in processing such as race, sex and some illness.
4: Motivation, ability
3: to express ourselves, respect, commitment and learn to listen. Okay, oh, I just want to end explaining the different group techniques. There are two types. Satisfaction techniques and chorus techniques. Satisfaction techniques are to get to know the group and to establish and improve relationships. And the other one is chorus techniques are organization, decision making and content.
0: Wow! As I said before, now let's listen to the new song of Enrique Iglesias, Supermela Radio. Now, hear you after the pause. Welcome back So for now we are... Wow, so magician isn't right uh, Even though some of you See some failures in the method So now, wait Samantha, please uh, Put me some, some sad music I want to say goodbye in a good way Unluckily We must say goodbye To you guys Hope you see you soon in the communicate in the continuation of this podcast in the next season. Thank you so, so much for being with us all this time. It has been very useful and amazing lessons. So hope you enjoy it and see you later in the next podcast. Goodbye guys. Goodbye. Good it has been an amazing trip. Bye bye. Thank you all. to